I've been really enjoying watching my old apartment rot on the market, too. <laughs> <laughs> they were asking for too much initially when they tried to float it. He wanted some scenario where he like kept us in a little longer, month to month. And it's like, he, he can't have your cake and eat it, too. He put it on for way more than it was worth. Nobody bought it. And he keeps price dropping at 50 grand. And no one's going to fucking buy that, that wow. shit call, dude. Colorado takes the W. You can't keep a good man down. No. (laughs) Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know (laughs) where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. All right, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined as ever by Julio Gallarotti. What up? What up? We've got Ryan, and we've got Chris. <laughs> and Julio is wearing his new <laughs> bad bunnies. Mm-hmm. The old bunnies, which you purchased. I purchased them. On a whim from watching his music video a number of times. Correct. I wish I could say I've never done that, but... <laughs> <laughs> that feels all too relatable dude i gotta be honest the glasses while they are sick i feel like i need to be like have a birkin bag on my elbow even though i'm a man and holding a little puppy that's the vibe i'm getting from them okay it feels very can't they feel very campy mm-hmm. like perhaps if i were invited to the met gala which you know don't see that invite coming anytime soon but <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can save it for that. Will I return them? It's unclear. Oh, you can, You have the ability to return them? I believe them? I have a couple weeks to return them. Well, you'd better not scratch them up. Well, hope, by the time this episode is out, the video that I will have made using them will be out as well. I intend to use them for... I, I use them for a promo video for my shows down south. Sunglass Hut has a, or used to have a three-month month return policy, no questions asked. That's crazy. As long as the sunglasses were in fine shape. And gets you through the entire summer. I spent uh, a, a couple of years renting for free sunglasses from Sunglass Hut. <laughs> I seriously did. And you get to a point where you start to feel kind of gross about it. Well, dude, the good thing is that you get to a point where the effort of going through all that is actually more expensive than the, the dollar amount. Depends on the sunglasses, but, but yes. True, but still, dude. If they're Even if they're 400 bucks, it seems like a lot of mental effort and physical effort to be like i can't fuck these up but i won't it's a you know right uh, and then like the people who return their tv two years later who think they're like geniuses i still think that the big company is winning on that one by having a winning return policy by being flexible i wonder it's a good question i know that ll bean near and dear to my heart had to revise their you know the the policy that was the heartbeat of their company which was lifetime returns they had to change that because people were buying a pair of blue jeans from them 40 years ago <laughs> wearing holes into them through hard labor and then 40 years later bringing them back and saying i'm not happy with these anymore oh my god Imagine they, there's like a YouTube video. I wore these pants in every country in the world and returned themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the sisterhood of the traveling L bean jeans. <laughs> and I find that to be a gross uh, abuse of, of a very nice policy. 
In fact, we used to work with a guy named Office Manager Brett, who was a very well-known figure here at Barstool, for mostly for messing things up, even though he was a really good guy, and, and he was actually quite able. But one time, he, he bragged to me that his grandmother would buy things from L.L. Bean, own them for 13, 15 years, and, <laughs> and then return them. And I wrote a blog about how much I disliked his grandmother. <laughs> I seriously did. <laughs> <laughs> Piss me off. It seems a little uh, taking advantage. L.O. Bean is the heartbeat of the town I grew up in. Oh, Freeport, yeah. Maine. It is. It provides a ton of jobs for people there. And we used to go in there all the time. And I buy Christmas presents there, you know, because it's open on Christmas Eve. So if you've been late on your Christmas shopping, you can do that. And uh, it just pissed me off. It's pissed the me pulse off. of your hometown. Exactly. But speaking of presents, mm. your birthday. I had a big day, dude. Big day. Big day. Big day. Hit it. Um, went to this very fancy place um, and had a little spa day with a facial and then went to dinner at one of the restaurants in the spot that was phenomenal as well. Wow. Uh, very fancy. Very solid. Spa was great. Dude, it's funny. When you get a facial, I've only gotten a couple of facials in my life. Now- the woman was very tricky with trying to get me to purchase extras. Mm. Now, technically, I'm not paying for them, but I'm not going to start tacking stuff onto the bill. That's not a very nice thing to do. She when tried to wagoo you. Yeah, she tried to wagoo me. Mm -hmm. She did. And this is what she did. She goes, oh, I have this air gun that you know, shoots hyaluronic acid into your skin. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? Yeah. And she goes, do you want it? It's $180 an ounce. Yeah. Then she goes, it's $100 extra. But she's made you go, ah, and then yeah. she goes, it's a hundred, and then you have to go, ah, and that's like humiliating. <laughs> you know, that's embarrassing. You seem like you're being suddenly, you're like, don't belong because you're not taking the act. Like they, they, they do that to you. Of course they do. But you know something, Julio, when you can muster the strength to say no, I in my life have felt more power from abstaining from those upsells than the good I might feel from what those things add. 100%. So she caught me off guard initially, and I said yes. Wow. So five minutes go by, and then I'm like, okay. I And I started getting really, really stressed out. I'm like, Hillary has generously gifted you this day. You're just going to tack it onto the bill. Well, you can then pay for it, and, and it'll be fine. But I'm like, I don't want to pay for it. What, like, what's the point of enjoying this like wonderful complimentary day if I'm now paying hundreds of dollars for things? So I just go, oh, the, the hyaluronic acid thing. You said it was like a, an air pressurized, like an air thing? She goes, yeah. I go, oh, like I had a bad reaction. With oh, oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. So then mm -hmm. 30 minutes later, she's like, for the mask. She's like, I have this algae thing it has gold in it uh-huh and then and then instead of going uh i just did nothing i just went and then she did nothing and we just sat there and i was like are you serious right now like this is truly a gimmick it's a test of wills it's a it's a chicken fight yeah and you then do chicken fought over the, <laughs> the facial upsell and then so then it, it, like enough time goes by and i think then she eventually said something she goes it's also a hundred dollars extra i said no I, i'm okay thanks it's uh, it's like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he goes, and then you say this, and whoever speaks first loses. Right, right, exactly. It was yeah. exactly that. Uh, so anyway, I defeated her. It wasn't easy. That's a big win. It was a big win. Man, she must have felt stupid. 
What it a was, terrible salesperson. It was awkward. And then actually we came upstairs after, I don't know why I took these off to reflect, but <laughs> we went upstairs and she like came up with me and then she just stood there for a while. And I'm like, clearly the gratuity goes on the bill itself. Like why is she just standing here? Maybe she's just being attentive and good <laughs> and waiting to be dismissed or something like uh. Dude, it was weird. And then I was like, all right, thanks. Like, bye-bye. Imagine if you'd said you're dismissed. You may go, <laughs> you may go now. Yeah. Uh, so, dude, I don't But whatever. It was really, really lovely, fancy day. Uh, I felt unworthy and felt very grateful what, to Hill Dog. What, uh, what was the best stuff? Walk us through the best things. Well, the pool was very nice, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I knew we threw up on one of our stories at one point. Salt water or? No, I don't think so. Mm, no, they but wouldn't. I, I was walking around in there. That was nice. The locker room, the steam and sauna were solid. And then they have, you know, the bucket where like you pull it and cold water comes on you. It's like yeah. a giant bucket. So this was cool because it was like an evolved version of that. You pull it, but it's like a ceremonial thing. Like the bucket being there and the rope are just for a decor because the water actually shoots out from the bottom in different like hoses from the yeah. bottom of the bucket. Mm-hmm. You've seen that? No. Oh, okay. I, I, you had familiarity in your reaction. I was like, oh, because I, I had never seen that before. I thought that, I thought that, that was cool. And then, uh, dude, but one thing that was funny, a lot of pikers running around that place. Dude. Oh, really? A lot of guys on their phone being like, 150 is not going to get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actual quote. Then I also heard, tell him, tell him to call up his lawyer. Like, I was like, guys, uh-huh. a lot of little dick energy. Oh, that is that what that is? A lot of little dick energy. Like yeah. guys who have crushed it as much as they can in their life because they can't overcome other things, Oh, whether it be whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just kind of like a little bit of Turkey Central, but like didn't let that, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't let that ruin my experience. Yeah, a lot of goblin, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they offered all this, these really cool things that you couldn't just do. You had to like book it, uh-huh. but like all these like experiences and- I asked the guy about it and he was cool. Like we had established a report, like you said, and he goes, he looks around and he goes, you want to see? And I'll show you. Come on. And I was like, oh. so he like took, I don't know if he was supposed to do that, but he took me in the back, showed me all the stuff. There's like a private like roof deck uh, oh. outside with like a hot tub and a cold plunge that you have to arrange. Uh, and like a hammam where you can do like an experience. Everything is pretty cool. I don't know what that is. It's like a Turkish style sort of like steam bath this situation. Did, like they, a, did they have an outdoor slab. pool? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if they have an outdoor pool. When he said, do you want to see it? What I don't. What did he mean? See the rest of the facility? Yeah, because you can't ah. just go in there, I think. I see. So we went. We had a nice time. Uh, and it was great, dude. Active relaxation. That's what it's all about. Chilling. Knowing you're going to chill. Bringing activities. I brought reading materials, putzing around. That's nice. It was nice. Did you spend the full day there? No, I went, I probably went around 3.30 and my facial was at 7. PM? Yeah. Wow. And then you met for dinner? Yeah, directly after. And did, did, did Hill Dog meet you for dinner? Yes. And how was the food? Very good. Yeah. Boy, you've really bougied it up lately. I've bougied it up hard. Bougie juji. I'm a bougie boy. Bougie juji. Bougie juji. Crushing it. Uh yeah, I felt like a very special princess, mm. uh, and I was. It's a nice feeling. What a nice birthday! I wow, was a special princess. That's really nice. Thanks, On dude. my birthday this year, I spent the day flying home from Chicago. <laughs> that was How my was that? birthday. You know, non-eventful. 
just just another day that went by. But had you done? Had you earned significantly in your Chicago endeavor? Yeah, I was happy with the weekend, but uh, I saw a meme recently that said, "Why is it that men really don't care about their birthdays anymore?" And then the there was a funny response, something like, "Why would I want to be reminded of the day that brought me into this hell?" <laughs> it's pretty funny. Why would I want to celebrate the day that started all this shit? <laughs> I mean, oh, fuck! That's I wish good. I didn't relate to that. That's good. And there's another one that's good at least because it's cheeky enough that it's like not ultimately serious. Mm -hmm. I don't like hearing people tell me that they don't like their birthday because they don't like getting older. Mm. That bothers me. I think that we should have an attitude adjustment on that. Yeah. Uh, because it's great to get older. You have succeeded mm -hmm. and you've done all the things you've done and you're going to do more stuff. Right. This idea that you can no longer do valuable things because you're past a certain age is completely wrong. Uh, it's purely anticipatory. Now, I understand that throughout life we experience significant loss as it goes on and I understand the idea of carrying on with life with an irreplaceable person missing. I understand that. Fine. But otherwise, like, there's life to be lived, folks. Get out there. Crush it. You're smarter. You know more shit. You're better than you were before. You know more stuff than you used to. Uh, don't be stubborn. Learn. And go enjoy yourself. Okay. So I want to ask you about everything you just said. Mm -hmm. Because um, my wife is incredibly consistent in her messaging about stay present, live in the moment, you only get one life, all of those wonderful things, uh, those broad concepts that should help us to live better lives. Mm. But sometimes I get annoyed hearing them. Okay, so let's talk about mine, though. What about mine annoy you? And it's not, I, I don't take it personally. I, don't, I wouldn't have said that yours annoyed me because you weren't even applying it to me. I think it's, it's good messaging for everybody. Mm. But... Um, so you're saying if you were to be like, ah, fuck, da, da, da. And I were to be like, you know what, dude, be present. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I, ah, I think, I think these high minded ideals, these wonderful, uh, mantras to live by are not solutions to every problem. Uh -huh. I think that sometimes when I, when someone says I'm going through this, or I'm struggling with this, and then someone's response is, you got to take some deep breaths, you got to center yourself, you got to improve your energy, you need to uh, remember that life is short. Um, mm. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I wish that I could have those big goals, those big lessons solve my feeling right now. Dude, it's also funny that Life is short is the problem. Remember that life is short. I'm remembering. And guess what? A lot of it's gone by and it's not going how I wanted. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. They, they, yeah. I mean, sometimes they're not even solutions so much as they are highlights of the problem. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think that someone telling you you should stay present, live for the moment, you know, you can't get too bogged down by this, doesn't help you figure out how you're supposed to pay rent that month. Mm -hmm. It doesn't uh, help you feel any better about a bad breakup you've gone through or that you walked in on your husband cheating on you, whatever it is. I, and and I, I'm not sure because I think a lot of people who 
are so good at, at at remembering those lessons and living by them. Sometimes they they stay too too macro. Mm. You know, they're they're and 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 I don't know. You, you know, it's sometimes you got to get into the weeds and provide more tangible, direct right. advice. Like, thanks for that. How do I directly apply what you've just said to my life? Because a lot of the time, I, and to your point, people who say broad things like that. Now, granted, I stand by everything that I just said, and I'd be happy to talk about it in depth. Why don't, can you run us back? Give me give me what you said one more time. Um, I I forget specifically what the fuck I was saying, but something along the lines of this idea that getting older is bad because you know, your best years are behind. Oh yeah. You. That was good. You've I like done that. all your good stuff. It, it, you sort of like act as if there isn't valuable time to be spent. And that's not, that's just not right. It's not correct for whatever reason. And for whatever reason that may be the case, a, a simple attitude adjustment can really make life more fruitful for people. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and sometimes people will be like, well, oh, so much time has gone by. I wasted all this time. Mm-hmm. Fine. But that doesn't mean you can't look forward and figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your time. Because what you did is over. You already did that. I guess you fucked up, whatever. But that doesn't mean you can't correct. Not even correct. Just live the way a way that'll make you feel better, knowing that what you've already done wasn't for you. And maybe that is what it took for you to learn that and get where you want to be or yeah. where you're going to be. Maybe. So this, to me, verges towards, uh, you know, don't live in the past. That is, that's part of it. I think don't live with the past is, is a strong part. But here's let me tell you something, Julio. Sometimes thinking about good moments from my past are are ways to make me happy. That's great. But we're not talking about ways to make you happy. We're talking about your birthday making you sad. And then oh if, right, okay. you know what I mean. If you're like, oh, you know what? That was fun when we won the lacrosse championship, and you know Becky Baker gave me the old treatment. <laughs> That was a great night. Becky Baker's the hottest girl I've ever hooked up with. That was so sick. Wow. Uh But that's not in some way like going at odds with the fact that you're like, oh, another year's going by. Oh, it's my birthday. Don't tell anybody because. Yeah. Well, then can I, can I, can we shift it then? And because I I do want to ask you about specifically, uh, do you think that, you know, people say don't live in the past, don't live in the past. Well, but they also say, you know, memories are powerful and, you know, I think you can appreciate ac- where you've been. Or- you can accumulate the past. And that's why getting older is awesome. You've done that and now you're going to do this too. You know, you have that. You have that moment. You yeah. did that moment. You lived it. It's funny. I, I think now about when I do live in the past and at least right now coming to mind, it's not that I often, I'm not really ruminating on mistakes or ways that my life might have gone differently had I made a different decision. Typically, when I go revisit my past, it's fondness that mm-hmm. brings me there. And uh, I do think that's a healthy exercise. Totally. And it's, it's important to have memories. Like if you're only looking forward and not appreciating the things that you've done, like what was the point of doing them if you just don't remember them? You know? Right. Right. It's nice to collect memories, right? I think so. I uh, always, I, I, it's seasons really tend to send me down memory lane. When seasons? It's, yeah, when it's fall. 
I have this lovely memory whenever I in the fall in New York or if I'm in in the Northeast or something and you see leaves changing and you step across a crunchy fall leaf from a maple tree. <laughs> ah. I have this memory of my mother and me um as a school project we had to collect five or six different leaves in fall to bring into school from six different trees. And my mother and, and I were out with a little basket collecting leaves <laughs> at our feet <laughs> on our on our property and uh you know, shuffling my feet through the leaves and I was probably wearing my red L Bean coat, which had my name and our phone number on the back, because at that time I don't think we could afford to lose coats. Um and uh it's just a very strong fun it's the kind of memory where i think if i were taking defense against the dark arts <laughs> uh one of the, the professor would tell me to uh bring to to conjure that memory as a way of uh conjuring a patronus charm to defeat a, a dementor mm -hmm. i think that is what he would say, focus on, focus on a good memory. I think that's the memory I would go to. Dude, your horror crux joke is a pretty good one. Oh, thank you. That's a good one. That's Thanks. a standout to me. Oh, that's very kind. Were you, remind me, a Harry Potter guy? I mean, yeah, I loved it. But Did like, you read the books? No. Ah. Which is just fun, but like, I couldn't wait to see the movie. You know what I mean? I don't know where that puts me. And, and you I, saw all the movies. And shout out to Emily, one of Hillary's best friends, who gave me all the audiobooks. I, I, I regretfully have still not listened to them. Oh, Emily to, is not happy to hear that. Emily, I'm sorry. I do intend to listen to them. I just like need to get it into my groove, you know? Did you watch all the movies? All of them, yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll, you're, you're it's something. You're, you're enough. I'm a tier two member. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you Did are... you read all the books? Oh, and then some. I not only read every book, I read every book within the first week of it coming out. Wow. It was must-have material. So do the, are the movies like shit because of that? No, the movies are great. Nothing against the movies. And I've heard that they leave out like really intricate, like meaty stories about certain characters. And they have to. The books were 750 pages. Right. How are you supposed to cover that in a two and a half, three hour movie? No, totally, totally. But, I, but like that is the argument that I've heard from some people as to why the books are so much better or whatever. Of all the details. Uh, you know, look, I, I'm not going to say that the books are better, but I will say that I'm glad that I read the books before I saw the movies. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, what I find is, and I think we've talked about this, that if I were to watch a movie before I read a book, then as I'm reading the book, what I'm reading is just populated by the, the images from the movies. Right, right, right. I am picturing and I'm building Harry Potter in my mind as Daniel Radcliffe. Right. That's so interesting. Rather than, you know, it's the, the book has been cast for me. Yeah. Um, that is a very, very... I've never heard anybody say that. That's a very good point. Well, I'm on it today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you sure are, Francis. <laughs> Guys... Father's Day is right around the corner, and if you haven't gotten that incredible father in your life a present yet, we have the answer for you in Manscaped. Guys, they've got the new Lawnmower 4.0, and that is going to be part of the Performance Package 4.0, and he'll thank you for helping him tame his beast. It's a win-win situation for both mom and dad. Everybody has that story in their life from when they first saw their dad naked. 
And it can also be a very traumatic experience uh, when you're a young boy. And I remember when that happened for me. And I can tell you that if my head, my dad had had access to the lawnmower 4.0 at that young age, why? I'd probably have been a lot less traumatized. I sure wish he had. Uh, and I can give it to him now, which I think at this at this late stage in life, he'd appreciate. He's hip. He gets it. He knows that we are all bringing it in a little closer to the chest. Chesticles. So, let's all send it back to our original home where we came from. Guys, get your dad the Lawnmower 4.0 or the Performance Package 4.0 for Father's Day this year. Uh, that's 20% off with code OOPS and free shipping. Go to manscaped.com. Use code OOPS, 20% off plus free shipping. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. So live in the moment to you. Is the same way that brush the same thing that brush up is to Hillary when I'm giving her tennis lessons. It may potentially be true and valuable information, but for some reason, it's just not working. Yeah, yeah. I think that when you are clearly not receiving advice the way that it is intended to be given or to be taken, then the person giving the advice needs to try a different track. Right. So what what would work better for you? I think, honestly, probably saying, all right, breathe five deep breaths with me. Mm. Take five deep breaths. We're going to do it together, you know, and count it out. And then maybe, hey, now I want you to take inventory of the good things in your life. Oh, that's nice. Um, think about the dogs. Think about your wife. Think about your apartment. Think about the things you love. Think about Julio. Yeah, you know, the joy of your podcast <laughs> or or whatever, you know. Um, find a good memory, find a good thing, and just get there, mm -hmm. okay? And as you focus on these things, um, ask yourself after some breathing and some of this, does the sting of what's bothering you still feel quite as strong? Mm, that's nice. And I think... Even just knowing or realizing that the thing that was bothering me or the things that were bothering me are not as strong would make me feel that I had power to diminish my worries. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that is really valuable to me, is having agency over my, my thoughts. Uh, because sometimes I feel like my brain is the separate part of my body that can just really malfunction and I have to kind of ride it out mm. the white knuckle it until we're through. And that can mean maybe go to sleep and hope that when you wake up, things are better or whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, it, it, finding in the moment, these useful pragmatic or sorry, not pragmatic, practical exercises to, to take, take, take the wheel back. Um, yeah, right are much more useful than mm -hmm. kind of these hippie mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Something about being told something that isn't helping isn't really annoying. Mm -hmm. It can like come off as condescending. And especially if it's just like a blanket, very vague, unspecific statement. Yeah. I can see what would be annoying about that. That could annoy me too. Um, 
and especially it's like being prescribed. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do get it, but I still stand by my birthday spiel uh, because it's fun. Birthday's fun. It's your big day. And every year you've done another one. That's a big uh, accomplishment. You, yeah. know? you can die anywhere you are right now. There's some way you could kill yourself immediately. There's a perilous path anywhere. That's, Surviving this long is fun. That's another one. It's good. That's a good one. And what you're saying is a little different. But that's another one that I struggle with. You could die tomorrow? Well, yeah, like you could die tomorrow. You know, to me, you're basically saying you should be fearful and therefore happy. Right, right. You don't know. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Holy shit. (laughs) Thanks for that. So you're telling me that that's supposed to improve my mood? The fear of a head-on violent collision that leaves my mangled carcass under the fucking underbody of public transportation? And that some team of morticians will have to scrape my parts and my ligaments off the asphalt and reassemble me for public viewing at my funeral? No, that's not helping. That's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I know I didn't exactly say that, but no, I just kind of mean like living another year is an accomplishment, you know? And when do we really start to feel that way? I don't know. I feel that way now. My mom turned 70, I remember, on her 70th birthday, and she said it was the first birthday where she really wasn't thrilled. Interesting. By the landmark of it. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, you really do think you're in the fourth quarter of your life interesting that's fair i can see that what quarter are we in second quarter third i think, second I think the second we're not at halftime yet i think so i think halftime's mm-hmm. like i think halftime's like late 40s late 40s right you're talking i know not li- that means you plan to live till no 90s 96 no but i don't think that the court i know the quarters are t- technically supposed to be e- of equal size but and for the purposes of this, I don't feel that way. Hmm. So the average lifespan of a man in the United 82? States, 77.28 years. So 19.32 is the amount of years per quarter. You can refer to it more. You can refer to it more as a season. I like. And that's one of my, the guy, the Lebanese guy I was telling you about. That's who, nice. Who made the joke. He's like, for a man who's in his autumn years. He always says that about himself. Well, what is autumn? Autumn, uh... So you're saying that... So because seasons aren't equal of equal size all the time. No, right. But what is autumn? Autumn. What's the end of your life? Winter? Winter would be the end. So the spring is your is your birth and your infancy and your youth? So we're in the summer. summer we're in the summer? I think so. I think you're in the late spring. Really? That's I think so. The halftime is, if thir- we're doing it in 39. quarters, uh, just over... Just over 38. Six months into your 38th year. So then that would mean that I'm approaching... You're approaching halftime. I'm approaching halftime. By the but actuary to me, tables. But I, I, don't, I don't do it that way. My seasons are, are skewed. Call that convenient. But I think that I will be in my summer years until the mid-40s, at which point I will enter the autumn years. When do you, when do you plan to live to? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Hopefully long. I, the idea of not being alive bothers me. Like, I don't want to not be able to do stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't even like going to bed for that reason. I like to... 
<laughs> I like doing stuff, dude. It's not fun. Going to bed isn't fun. Hillary always tells me that I'm eight years old because of that. You're not able to say that you need to go to bed because it will make the doing stuff more good. I get that, and that's why I do it reluctantly. But I always, <laughs> I always fantasize about life without sleeping. How nice that would be. Because then in the middle of the night, you could do all the like boring stuff that you don't want to do when you're distracted by all the stimulation of all the people. So like I would edit all night. People always tell you that Benjamin Franklin only slept about four hours a night. And that fact pisses me off so much. Is it real, you think? Well, he was older, too. You sleep less as you get older. Yeah, true. But I, I, I would assume it is real. And I, my, I guess my question is, I mean... That was a stupid comment by me just now. He was older. <laughs> he was just born old. <laughs> I just, that fact only set in when he was old. <laughs> I'm making the assumption that that came to be once he was the age of his picture on the doll. Yeah, we don't, I don't know that we know that. We don't know that. I don't know that we know that. He may have always slept four but, hours. But it's it's just not, um, I, you know, my, my, my question to that would be how much more effective would he have been president if he had slept more? You say he would have been president? Maybe. What more could he have accomplished if he'd allowed himself more sleep? Mm. Might he have been better at doing what he did? It's interesting. Well, yeah, I've gotten much on a much healthier sleep pattern, though, since my new apartment. That's I, right. I wake up naturally. And Hillary was joking today that sometimes she'll, like I told you, she'll, like, wake me up. Like, I'll be like, and she'll just be like, hi. Yeah. Uh, she said that now her attempts to do that have been successful in this apartment, but in the last apartment, they were not successful, which I didn't know because they mm-hmm. weren't successful. Mm-hmm. I stayed asleep. Uh, and it feels nice to be on that natural cock-a-doodle-doo schedule, which right. I feel like Ben Franklin may have been on. Right. Early to bed, early to rise. But it sounds like late to bed, early to rise was the reality. I Yeah. I don't know if he was going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 2 <laughs> to get going yeah. or... <laughs> You know, very Mark Wahlberg-esque of him. Right. <laughs> He's very Wahlbergian. He had to get a pump in before hitting the golf yeah, course. Yes. Well, dude, that is, I think that is one of the good sayings. There's a lot of good, what are the, what's the word for that, for that kind of saying? A motto or a mantra? I don't know. Like, like. What, early to bed, early to rise keeps a person it keeps healthy, healthy, wealthy, wealthy and, wise. and wise. Like, there are times where I've gone to bed early and woken up really early and been like, damn, that, I get why that's a saying. Yeah. And there's a lot of good sayings like that, dude. So mm-hmm. I get why the live in the moments may not land, but there are some good ones. Sometimes sayings are a saying for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Is it an idiom? An idiom. Uh, yeah. An idiom right? is, well, yeah, probably that would be an idiom. But an idiom, in my understanding, is more of a, uh, I don't want to say a cliche, maybe. Raining cats and dogs. Yeah. That's an example. Yeah. Well, dude, I don't want to be too fucking fluffy in this episode. Same. So, dude, we've uh, been struggling a bit to cook in our new apartment just because our kitchen's so small. Mm. It's harder. It's hard to, like, go from a big kitchen to a small kitchen. My mom and, and Zio Butch came over the other day, and they, of course, made sure to tell us a story about how their mother cooked for six people in a significantly smaller uh, kitchen. And Good. while that was helpful for morale... And spirit, at the end of the day, it is still hard to bumble around with a bunch of unnecessary ingredients, Mm -hmm. which is why HelloFresh is the key to success. It's the answer, man. It is the answer. It's the answer to however your cooking situation is set up. It's the answer to impressing ladies 
when you want to show them, hey, I know what I'm doing. Uh, Big time. I can cook for you, you bad little girl. Yeah, and instead of, <laughs> instead of having to massacre an entire ginger root, mm-hmm. you're provided with a pre-sliced and pre-portioned amount of ginger so that you don't have to sit there hacking away and scoring and shredding and shaving. Don't do all that. They get you the exact amount of each thing that you need. Yeah. And even while you know you might still have to cook it, You'd be amazed at how many things you're suddenly cooking all at once. I'm cooking four things simultaneously that I've never cooked before. Mm-hmm. I'm frying shrimp while cooking quinoa and, you know, doing some other thing uh, to make a delicious rock shrimp tempura stir, stir fry. Uh, there's just all sorts of amazing activities that can be done when you have HelloFresh in the mix. And uh, I encourage you, if you're intimidated by the cooking process, to start there. It's a great place to start. Oh, I love it. All that talk of that rock shrimp tempura dish is making my mouth rock hard there you go buddy yeah hellofresh cares about quality that's why their seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know they're fresh go to hellofresh.com slash oops 16 and use code oops 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping hellofresh.com Slash oops 16 code oops 16. I can easily make it. I'm going to show some of my character flaws now uh, instead of being this preachy fucking douchebag. Uh, I've been really enjoying watching my old apartment rot on the market. too. <laughs> <laughs> they were asking for too much initially when they tried to float it. He wanted some scenario where he like kept us in a little longer month to month. And it's like he, he can't have your cake and eat it too. He put it on for way more than it was worth. Nobody bought it. And he keeps price dropping at 50 grand. And no one's going to fucking buy that, that wow. shit call, dude. Wow. Colorado takes the W. You can't keep a good man down. No. <laughs> how long, uh, how many, how often are you checking the, the price listing of it? Occasionally. I checked today. I would say probably every three months. Or sorry, every three weeks. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And uh, today I checked it and I'll just look at it and I'll be like, <laughs> i don't think that that there's anything wrong with that it's not even uh well i guess maybe it's schadenfreude but um what does that mean again schadenfreude is taking pleasure at the at the fall of others uh, at the demise of others or the the you know yeah the failures of others but i think it I don't know that it's, I think if you have been faulted or if you've been wronged and then you take the pleasure, I don't know if it applies anymore. I could be wrong oh, about that. Well, that's an emotion that a lot of comedians have and should try Absolutely. To their best to part with. Absolutely. <laughs> I was, I was, man, I was performing stand-up last night and it occurred to me it had been a little while since I had and uh, I was feeling very burned out about it um, and I went you know stand begrudgingly to do it yeah and i went and i had some good sets and immediately felt more uplifted but also taking a a a moment to be away from it on stage i was i was much more flexible i was trying new things again and that was what made it fun nice but golly dude you know i saw the same people that i always see there and they came up and said hi to me and we had the same conversations that we always do. This moment is the reason why when comedians are afraid to take a little bit of time off, why they shouldn't be afraid to do that because your little seven day vacation, you're going to get back and have the same conversation with the same exact people. 
Don't yeah. take two years off, but you can take ten days off. Yeah, they didn't go. They didn't go anywhere. You're not going to fall behind, right? You know, right. Uh, I I just found it. Uh, it made me realize that I think a lot of comedians, uh, never leave the the clubs. Um, you know, Monday through Sunday, not necessarily because they feel that they're improving as a result, but yeah, that, that it allows them to live, to immerse themselves in, in a reality that is Mm self-affirming. Uh, and as soon as you step off that treadmill, you realize, oh shit, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I can actually improve more by not being there all the time, by living my life, Mm -hmm. by writing at home. But. You got to find the balance for sure, and it's a it's a individual thing. There isn't a one size fits all for it, and it needs to constantly be managed and checked yeah. in on, which sucks, but is is the case. I I was I was working on this new idea that I have, and I have no problem sharing it here because it's not it's not a bit yet. But this idea of um, you know, I don't really understand people who think there's nobility in being brutally honest. <laughs> who who people who say I call it like it is or I I keep it real. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you to your face. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> keep it to yourself. Yeah. Talk shit behind my back. Yeah, yeah. By all means, have that's, at that's it. Funny. I, like I don't have any problem with people keeping negative thoughts about me from me. <laughs> It's so much better in life to me to lie and be and be friendly, dude. That's so. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't? Do you know how much farther you can get in life by <laughs> pretending to be friendly? <laughs> and somehow we've decided that it's dishonest to do so. It's two faced. Yeah, or it's uh, or it's like professional. You know, imagine going into a job interview and being the only candidate to be you like. You should use that line. I'll did be, you do that? Professional? It's professional. It's professional. No, but did you say that when you were? Doing I don't it? think I did. That's that's funny. Yeah, like I'm just thinking about. You know, it's toxic. No, it's professional. I didn't say any of this on stage. This is already going better than it did last night. <laughs> <laughs> this did not really land with the audience. If I'm honest, it's too it's too abstract at this time. But I'm just thinking about a guy who goes into a job interview and is like, uh, yeah, if I'm honest, this isn't my first choice. I'm not <laughs> thrilled with the leadership or like, I don't really need this, but I want to have options or, you know, or or just having anything negative say and, and feeling proud that you you kept it real. Yeah. Silly. I, I mean, as opposed to someone who goes in and, and plays the game, smile, wear an outfit that you don't typically wear but is is professional or you know in anything in life a first date we're all lying until we're comfortable it's true right and or we should be yeah 100 percent. i think people that are are brutally honest and take pride in that are just assholes dude my my grandfather bless his heart he was he may have crossed the line a bit with that kind of stuff i think one time he was known to have said to a woman that she looks, she looks like she eats a lot of mozzarella. Which <laughs> 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 is just funny that like how Italian we are, and that mozzarella was the thing that was used as an example. Yeah, uh, he was a guy who kept it real. And yeah. sometimes, listen, man, if you're gonna keep it real. You're gonna end up 
having to deal with a lot of pushback uh, and putting out the fires that you've started. Right. You keep it too real. Right. Listen, I keep it real, man. Okay. Congratulations. Your life must be very difficult. <laughs> You're making it harder. You, you know, yeah. I would advise you to keep it less real. Keep it less real. Keep it less real. Perfectly fine. And 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 by the way, most of us don't really keep it real. Yeah. You know, like we get to a point, I think you get to a point where you have to decide who you are and that to not keep it real at that point might be a a something you can't live with or you are being untrue to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then you have to make a decision and people you can still be a real person. You can still be true to yourself by letting a lot go, by not correcting every wrong or every dishonest or incorrect thing that's said to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, pick your battles properly so that you can, you know. What would summer be without a fresh pair of shades? I don't know, probably blinding. <laughs> Blinding indeed, uh, and that's why we recommend going out and getting yourself a pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. That's exactly right. Before we started working with Shady Rays, I had headaches all the time. <laughs> well, the Shady Rays, they, they offer a wide uh, variety of styles, mm. of hip styles. They're cool. Uh, that are cool, and that's the thing about sunglasses that are interesting. It's like sometimes a pair of sunglasses just looks good. And another time it just doesn't, and you can't figure out why. Right. It might be the same, like to, like to the naked eye, uh, it looks like the same pair of shades, but one looks better than the other. Shady Rays has all the sick, trendy styles. My go-to pair of sunglasses this this summer is a pair of Shady Rays. You guys have probably seen me wearing them before. Uh, they're very sick, very stylish, and a really solid, affordable product. I don't disagree. I've always had a hard time finding sunglasses that fit my face because I have a large head and... You know, I, I find that the Shady Rays has everything that you could need in terms of making sure that you look cool as hell with your eyes protected from those harmful UV rays. Totally. And they're oh, UV rays, mm. Shady Rays. How about oh, that? How about that? Mm. Uh, I, want, I, <laughs> I suspect they've had that in mind. But, dude, the, I, we also enjoy when you guys send us pics of yourselves and then your Shady Rays. A couple people have done yes, that. Yes, that's right. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, but it's a great deal, too, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out uh, their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code OOPS for 50% off oh, of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, and they're already in a very affordable price point, so definitely recommend doing that. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com, use code OOPS, 50% off, 5 0 uh, for two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. I think you're. I think you're very good at this. By the way, at you're what? very agreeable. You are friendly, and you are able to let things that bother people roll off you. And I say that as a compliment. I hope that's how you take it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I did not. I didn't take it really as anything. I. I. I wonder though, because I think that to a degree, things don't things actually don't bother me sometimes. Then even better. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone last night who just was incapable of reading my body language. Like you were trying to get out of there, type of thing. Well, I just I stopped talking. I my eyes glazed (laughs) over. They were just telling me a bit that Mm. they were working on, Uh. and it went on. 
and on Jesus. and on, and it was a terrible bit. Oh, no. It was hateful. Oh. It was homophobic. <laughs> it was small-minded. Uh, and, the, he, and the person was like, I don't know why this isn't working. <laughs> and I had to tell myself, don't tell him why it's not yeah, working. Yeah, this is, you, don't, you don't need to deal with that. That's don't, not your... Don't, don't tell him. Maybe, maybe it's because you're trying to do a bit that, you know, one, isn't funny, and two, would, would, is, is out of time. You're, yeah. you're not in the right time right now for that. And if you aren't aware of that, it's, you're in the wrong you're profession. Fucked. You're fucked. You're in the wrong gig, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. So, dude, here's a guy. I ran into a keeping it real guy. <laughs> I, ran, I encountered a keeping it realer uh, on my flight to Montreal. And I knew he was going to be one. Because sometimes people start to give little indications of their true colors before they've done anything. And this guy gets on the plane and he's just making audible noise for some reason. He's going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Like, here we go. And it's a small plane. I know this guy is going to be a problem. Uh-huh. He's looking. He goes, A, 3A, 3A. <laughs> Sits down, realizes he's 3C. He goes, oh, I'm actually 3C. So now he's next to me. I'm like, oh, okay, great. But whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to worry about it. It's a short flight. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's, he's whatever. Uh, the woman comes over, uh, who's like the flight attendant or whatever. She's like, sir, can you put your, your laptop underneath the seat in front of you? You can't keep it in the front thing. He goes, ah, ah, get it. She goes, sir, I didn't make the rules. <laughs> he reluctantly does it. Okay. The woman, I was actually surprised how straightforward this woman was. She goes, I didn't make the rules. I was like, okay. Mm. Um, then on the descent, his thing is there again. And the woman goes, sir, could you please put your laptop under the seat? And he goes, ah, ah, and she goes, you know, the thing can be like a weapon. Right. And he goes, did you just call my laptop a weapon? (laughs) She just called my, you just called that a weapon. And he looks at me. He goes, did you hear that? Did you hear her? She just called my, she just called my laptop a weapon. And I went, well, she was. And I was about to be like, she was just saying that if it were to get dislodged from the front thing, it would become a weapon. She wasn't insisting that you were going to make it a weapon or that it doubles as a weapon. <laughs> she wasn't saying any of that. She doesn't think you're a hacker. Yeah, she doesn't think, exactly. She doesn't think you're hacking. She doesn't think you're going to beat me over the head with it. She thinks that if it gets dislodged due to unpredicted turbulence, it's going to hurt someone. That's what she meant. But as I'm going, you know, she, I just go, I didn't hear what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned forward. He goes, you what? Kept it real. I just put my headphone back in. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this guy. I don't have to yeah. deal with this. Yeah. Him being a problem. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure I didn't hear. And then, dude, we, we land. And you know how sometimes on the tarmac, the, the thing, whatever that's called, we tried to figure out what it's called. Oh, the jet. The jetway. Tunnel? The jetway tunnel. There's whatever. a bunch of names for it. Whatever the tarmac's fine. So, I called it the gangplank. The gangplank. As the gangplank <laughs> is extending to the exit of the plane, it's making a, a siren is having. You know, sometimes that happens. And the guy just goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh. And I'm like, dude, oh, God, this guy is a keep it realer. And I'm like, what is this guy's life like? <laughs> what? How many I, fights is he going to get into before dude, he gets home? That is a guy who when he's driving on the highway, does not stop talking for one second. <laughs> this, this fucking guy. Oh, hello. You know, 
It's that. God help anybody if he's a, an Uber driver. This show, hello? Uh, <laughs> this yeah. fucking guy. Dude, totally. Uh, and he really sucked. What a shitty guy. Yeah, that's not a good guy. That guy sucks. Uh, and yeah, I was just happy. At one point he asked me, he's like, are you American? Because he thought I didn't speak English. And I just went, uh, I, I like, I, I was like, oh, this is good. We need to roll with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was happy that I, because that's the th- problem with people like that. They bring you in to their problems. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to be part of this, dude. No, right. I'm I'm just listening. Yeah. It's not that much of a problem for me. No. So I don't get why it is for you, bro. I thought you handled that very well. I, Thank you. I admire you just absolutely stonewalling yeah. him. You know what? This is not worth it, dude. Yeah. You're I, a punk. I started thinking about how they should make a pair of headphones that specifically are for the purpose of, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Just the largest over ear, comically gigantic earpieces. Ah, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear a single fucking thing. Dude, that's funny. I'm it's, wearing these to block out the world. So they're just like a Halloween mask. <laughs> yeah. You just have a, a different head on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, that is so funny. Uh, I like that. Uh, so I'm working on this bit, dude. Let me. Let me talk. It's uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but here. but by the way, I will say I you you mentioned that all that guy and um it it is a little bit of a new hero fantasy for me. Which, which one? Well, we've been seeing so many people go viral lately for being fed up on airplanes, and we've started to see that other passengers are becoming uh citizen police i love it and i i am thinking if i'm in your shoes and he's sitting next to me and he starts to bark back at the uh flight attendant there's a chance that when she leaves you know i might suggest that he start drinking (laughs) because i want to get that guy going to the point where he becomes a real problem and I might be egging him on just so that he, hopefully, at some point, he'll stand up in the aisle, start screaming, maybe maybe really threatening, so that I can subdue him. I like that. I like that, dude. You'll I want to subdue. Real quick. I'd like to subdue an unruly passenger on an <laughs> airplane. That, that, boy, you want to talk about, I mean, I think Delta's probably bumping me to a very good status. Immediately? Yeah. You think you get diamond for that? Bro, have I told you about 360? No. Mm-hmm. There is a secret tier of status on Delta. What? And someone messaged me messaged me about it. What um, is this? Is it in the app? They Probably don't talk not. about it. Wow. It's above diamond? It's above diamond. It's above everything, bro. Wow. It Jesus. is, I mean... Illuminati. It's truly, it's secret. Jeez. But you'll so, you'll see that there is a, a when you go in certain airports at JFK they have it where it says sky priority and then there's another entrance for 360 people. Wow! But dude, I'm gonna read you because I someone some guy sent me a long description. He had it, oh, and I'm gonna just read you that. Okay, so he goes. Uh, I said I said hey man, I saw you are Delta 360. I am desperate to know more because he had responded to a tweet I had, and he okay. goes. The three years I had it, I was invited. I traveled a ton internationally, and my company spent over one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in airfare alone. 
I essentially hit double diamond three years in a row. Black diamond. Yeah. Then with COVID, blah, blah, it was extended two years, so I had it for five years. Lost it this year, and I'm now down to diamond only, sadly. <laughs> but here's what it entails. I get a Porsche I get Porsche service on 20 to 30% of my flights. So you get, like, free greeter. When you have a connection, if you are going to a different, like, gate or terminal, and I guess if you get off the plane and you have to get onto the tarmac... They will pick you up in a Porsche and drive you to your. I've plane. done it before. Have you? No. You got. You can pay for it. It com- it comes with greeter service. Like you can you can pay for that. Wow. It's it's like it's it's not as expensive as you think either. Just if you ever want to just do it for the purpose of a blog or something. I was upgraded to first class ninety nine percent of the time. International too. I didn't. I, Sorry. I'm not sure. Sorry. He may I'll say. St- I'll stop talking. <laughs> I had my own 800 number to call Delta. It would literally ring twice and it was, hello, Mr. Williams. Wow. I had Sky Club access and could bring up to four people with me anywhere and everywhere. Just have your birthday party at the Sky Club, dude. <laughs> One year, Delta sent my wife a birthday gift with a handwritten note. I would have handwritten notes at my seat waiting on... Uh, waiting for me on all flights from the pilot. Many times the captain would come to my seat and personally thank me for my loyalty. He says I have, you get three or four bag tags and he was set, willing to trade one of them to me for a barstool hoodie, which I think I'm going to take him up on because you, because <laughs> nice. your bags get like brought out oh, instantly. <clears throat> if I needed to get home a day early or stay a day late, I could do so without penalty a hundred percent of the time. If Delta saw that I was 360, they would move heaven and earth to get me on the flight I wanted. I was never denied. When you walk off the plane, they are holding a sign with your name on it. You walk off onto the tarmac and you're whisked into a a waiting Porsche that drives you to the next gate or to the back entrance of the Sky Club closest to your gate if you have time. Um, He said they've held planes for him on tight connections. Wow. Him alone. So pretty fucking cool. So, uh, I, I don't know. I guess Delta, that's what I am gunning for. And uh, I don't think Francis. I don't think I'm going to ever get there, though. You might. How many are you at right now, this year? I'm not going to even get Diamond, dude. How many flights are you at, though? I think I'm at like 24. What? That's a lot. You're at 24 already? Maybe 22. 22 or 24. Something like that. Fucked. No shot. Yeah, I have nothing, there. though. 24 is good. Coming dude. up. Yeah, but like you always say that, but then you end up still consistently ripping. We'll see. Chris, what about you? I haven't flown since that stint. I have like seven or eight. I forget. That's what I'm that. around there too. I think I have nine. Ryan? Uh, I have 12. Fuck. Wow. Most I've ever flown. In so, a year? Yeah. Wow. Sick. Sick. We're only in the, uh, the end of the second quarter of the year. Did I tell you that I Bad ran ass. into Ryan on my block <laughs> in Dumbo? Really? And he was on the phone. And He's I go, yelling at my mom. I go, Ryan! And he goes... <laughs> he gave me a one sec. Oh man! I'm like, what? That's good, dude. That's good. Well, I'm so happy to see you randomly on the street, <laughs> and you don't even have the time for me. I c- I was in the middle of something with my mom. Oh, uh, she you- was having a day with his lovely girlfriend. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we went to Dumbo, met up with my parents. My mom was in West Elm trying to buy something, and she was trying to get the last four digits of uh, Victoria's phone number, and I told them to her clearly three times, and she didn't hear it, so that's why I gave Francis the finger. Mm, yeah. I gave you a fist bump while I was still on the yeah, phone. He gave me a fist bump. He, one sec, and then we one chatted. One sec, buddy. Yeah. 
I mean, I've never been big dicked by <laughs> Ryan more than I was. And by the way, let me tell you another thing, Julio. You wearing those sunglasses, I can't see your eyebrows, so I'm losing a lot of your facial expressions. <laughs> I'm having a hard time reading you. We don't get much. I can't tell if you're raising your eyebrows, yeah, or squinting, or winking. Yeah. <laughs> It's right. very, it's very uh, coy. Yeah, good. You'd be a good poker player with those things on. I, I love it. Got um, any uh, facts with Ryan to yeah, tack facts on? Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. He was high-in. He was high-in. <laughs> he was trying. <laughs> uh, sunglasses Hut. Now they have a 30-day return policy. Wow. Um, oh, last, I forget if it was last Tuesday's or last Thursday's episode, but you mentioned a rounding applause on the TV show Ed. When the guy gives up his first class seat, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was that show. It wasn't because I scanned through every episode <laughs> yesterday for about an hour on YouTube. Four seasons. The first three seasons had twenty-two episodes, and the last season had seventeen, what and they were forty-four minutes long. Earth? And I was just scanning through, <laughs> and everything I saw was just a bowling alley and just <laughs> high school prom stuff. So. If it was not on that show. There's, that's just an update for everyone. Love in the Beyond. Dude, of I'm so sorry I sent you on that. I, I can't even. I don't know. I mean, facts I, with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. I'm Ryan. trying to do he my was trying. Yeah, I was trying there. Yeah, he was. No one's fault. I just want everyone to know that. Don't watch the show for that scene. You're not going to find it. <laughs> Harry Potter books have a total of three thousand four hundred and seven pages and one million eighty four thousand one hundred and forty seven words across all the books wow That's crazy. and then benjamin franklin he slept seven hours <laughs> went to bed at 10 p.m woke up at 5 a.m that's interesting then yeah. i have the wrong historical figure because there is one who only I think slept you're of einstein maybe no? Four or five hours a night. I know. I thought I, it was I, like a, an American president Who or a. slept four hours a night. Yeah. Actually, it says Einstein slept ten hours. Yeah. Who didn't? I guess I'm wrong. I thought I thought Franklin really only slept a couple of hours a night. Um, Fucking Franklin. Well, anyway, interesting. Some some slightly muddy facts with Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some muddying. There was a little bit of mud on that on those facts. Not your fault, our fault. Um, Julio, where are you performing stand-up comedy? 13th, 14th, 15th of June. I'm at uh, Good Nights in Raleigh. Then I am at Zany's in Nashville, followed by The Punchline in Atlanta. Those tickets are starting to really move, so uh, grab them while you can. Then in July, I am at Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, Texas. A uh, bunch of fun stuff coming down the pipe later in the year as well. Francis, what about you? Awesome, guys. I'm coming to Pittsburgh for the first time. Can't wait for that. June 8th and 9th at City Winery. Uh, and then in July, I will be in Tacoma in the Seattle region, as well as Spokane. Uh, that is July 19th and 20th. Um, all tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Lots of fun dates coming up in the fall, too. Boston and uh, New York and some places like that. So. Keep your eyes peeled. Appreciate you all. That's Hoops the Podcast, and we will see you guys soon.